and final hour here is Christian and King. Nice to have you with us today. It's turned into a beautiful day here in the uh, Granite State. Oh, the clouds have disappeared. Nice and sunny. It's still warm out. Turned into How quite a... That? Quite. It's not... I don't know what's going on here. Tomorrow's going to be a nice day. It's almost December. You'll have to do tomorrow. Uh, no? Great week. Oh. It's not fun. Surprised you still do that. Surprised you still can do that. Uh, barely. Yeah. The last time I did it, I couldn't walk the next... Uh, two days later, my knee was killing me. You ever me. thought about hiring someone who's not 100 years old to regularly? I do. I do that for the backyard by the pool. There's you a hire lot, someone? There's a, lot of, there's a lot more trees back there. Okay. So I hire someone to do that. All right. The you, can't front, you can't give him an extra 10 to go do the front, too? Yeah, he usually cleans up the front Save you from bit. dislocating he, your hip? Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's going to happen. I'm not even kidding. Too. No, that's going to happen someday, too. And the thing is, is I have to rake the leaves. You ever go up on the ladder and get the gutters? No. Okay, I, I was going to say, no, don't I, buy, because you're going to no, go straight no, on, I don't, no, straight over no, the I side. I don't do that anymore. I used to do that all the time. I don't do that Guy anymore. Guy with your balance, you kidding me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you have trouble sitting in that chair sometimes. I'm afraid of heights, too. Yeah. I'm afraid of heights. I went and covered the the Futures League meetings last week at, mm-hmm. the, at Holman and the suites up on the, the, the top floor of the level. Got a little dizzy? I, I went. I didn't, I didn't like, like it. I didn't like going up the stairs on one side. I, I went down and we got gotcha. the stairs the other side. All right. Well, let's welcome in our guest. He certainly does not have a fear of heights because he sits high atop the uh, Fenway Park. He got an plate. elevator. He does have an elevator. That's true. But the height doesn't seem to bother him. And that's Tim Neverett, who is uh, enjoying his off season, but not. I mean, he's he's still working. Tim, uh, welcome in. Thanks for joining us today. Well, it's good to be here. I'm. Uh, I, I used to sit in that booth, Tom, before it was a booth. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Long time ago. I know. It wasn't that high up. No, that's the 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 press box doesn't bother me, Tim. It's the other le- the the next level. You know, back that, then it was wow. just a that, bench yeah. nailed to some. Well, that booth that Tim and I is uh, <laughs> Tim and I are talking about. They there was uh, there's a piece of the brick facade or fireplace, not fireplace, but the brick wall behind us that was in that mm-hmm. booth that's still there. Really? Yes. Okay. That's on the press box level. But you go up to the luxury suite <laughs> level. I don't like the stairs on the other side. There are too many of them, and it's too high. I just don't like them. That's okay. Well, yeah. Sounds like they need, a, they need to get an elevator for you. They do have one. Did you ever think the day when Holman would have an elevator? Never. They have an Never elevator. They have an elevator. Never Prob- thought I'd see it. The problem is, would you get in an elevator at Holman? <laughs> <That's>, no. <laughs> no, exactly. Not Neither would I. Neither would I, especially in the off season, right. which is when this was. Yeah, sure. I uh, get in there, no one's going to know I'm there. Right. Uh, they get stuck. Uh, well, Tim, since the season ended, uh, the Red Sox season ended in sort of disappointing fashion. It seems like everything's been going pretty well since then. A lot of, uh, a lot of hardware given out to the Red Sox. Silver Sluggers, Gold Gloves, and now Rick Porcello is your American League Cy Young Award winner. Much to the dismay of uh, one Miss Kate Upton, what were your sort of thoughts on that last night? Were you expecting Porcello to get it, and do you think he deserved it over Justin Verlander? Uh, I did on both counts. Um... 22 and four. I mean, wins do mean something. Uh, he had four more wins than, than Verlander did. I think that the 22 and four was good, but I, I think this might have been a number I rolled out on you guys late in the season. Something that is uh, an overlooked stat: 223 innings pitched. 90 of those 223 were one, two, three innings. More than a third. Yeah. Yeah, and seeing like, I mean. I think of it, I think he was what perfect through six or seven in Oakland. He had a no hitter going a couple other times. He started a lot of games off, you know, with one, two, three innings in the first, second, and third innings, really shortening the game quite a bit. I mean, so I thought that uh, you know his his op- opponent on base percentage was low. His walks were really low. 
Uh, I mean, just the numbers he put out there, I thought he was the guy that deserved it. I know we've had that conversation in the past, but, right. you know, for Kate Upton, uh, <laughs> he's got a different, she's got a different view of it because of, 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 uh, reasons that we have no idea about. So <laughs> I think that, um, you know, it's just, it's just her being a protective girlfriend. That's all. And, uh, surprise Verlander's not embarrassed by it, but well, at he the did. same time, <laughs> Did he, did he say he was embarrassed? He spoke on it. He didn't mention uh, the things that she tweeted, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't think he's particularly mm. embarrassed. I, I would say this, though. You know, Porcello did have the wins, and he did have a couple of other statistical advantages, but for the most part, Verlander swept him. I mean, he had the strikeouts, ERA, he had the whip, and also, Tim, he had a substantial advantage or disadvantage in run support, almost three and a half runs, uh, four, and, uh, four and a third, I think, for Porcello, and almost, uh, almost eight runs, 7.6. Uh, for Porcello, and sorry, 4.3 for Verlander. So, I don't know. I mean, the the win total, I think, is is skewed by that a little bit, and my colleague here doesn't oh, seem I took to want to hear that. I yeah. took a beating. I took a beating last hour, Tim. He's being polite to you. I am being polite to I you. I took a beating. because I actually like you. Uh. <laughs> so, the thing is, uh, you know, the strike, what do you have, 189 strikeouts or something like that? He didn't, he's one of the, uh, trying to remember who the last guy was. It wasn't that long ago, but there was um, – very rarely do you have a Cy Young winner that doesn't get to 200 strikeouts. Right. Uh, but but strikeouts are one thing, and ground ball outs are another. And I mean, you got the main the name of the game is to get the guy out, not walk him. And um, you know, there are a lot of re- you know, again, it's a vote. He didn't have uh, enough first place votes. Right. More people thought Verlander voted in first place, but you know, apparently baseball, the Baseball Writers Association, has their own electoral college. So if you uh, you know get more second place votes and enough first place votes, you can win the award. But I thought, I mean, and I did see every start he made, so I I, I thought right. that he was very very good and very very consistent. I don't think Verlander had the consistency that Porcello might have had this year, and I think they're I think it's a good argument. I think people, you know, I guess two uh, two voters didn't even vote, and that might have put Verlander over the top had yeah. they voted for him. Didn't even but, have him in their um, top five. Well, the thing is, if you have a vote, I know Tom is a sports writer. I think you'd agree. If you have a vote in something, you shouldn't abstain. You should vote. You, you got to vote for a reason. You know, you've earned that vote. So, oh, they voted. Well, they, they voted. Just they Berlander. just they Berlander voted. Just Tim, they just the didn't ballot, put him yeah. on the ballot. They didn't. They didn't include oh, him as one of their guys. I thought they abstained. No, I they abstained like some Hall of Fame guys. No, so, okay, but you know what? On the ballot. No, you know what? One of them did. One of them turned his ballot in two weeks before the season ended. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Bill Chastain. Yep. Of, uh I don't. I forget who he works. Yeah, for. Yeah, one yeah. works for AP and one works for MLB.com. Yeah, that's who's the MLB guy. Yep. Well, I don't know how you can turn it in two weeks before the season ends because that's a couple more starts. You know, that could determine uh, if uh, young or not. I don't know how you can Especially even accept it before race. the season ends. I don't know why they even accepted the ballot before the season ended. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I did. I got a vote this year for uh, uh, the Edgar Martinez Award. Yeah. You know, for the top DH. Yeah, well, that's and, uh, down. Luck, luck, lucky enough to get a vote. And the way that works is, you have two choices. You have to vote number one and number two, and that's it. That's yep. all you get is two choices. So I thought my first choice was pretty easy, and uh, the second choice was also pretty easy. I, I voted for Ortiz first, and then Carnacion second. Yeah. You guys agree? Yeah, yeah, that's clear. It's the one yeah. two I this would go the one with. Two. The reason they have those multiple finishes, the first place vote, second place vote, third place vote, is a lot of the players have that written into their contracts. That's, They're finalists. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what they have. So 
Yeah, I, I, I still think there might be some more hardware coming for the Red Sox, too. Um, well, you know, yeah, Betts. People, I think Mookie Betts might be the MVP. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of people like Mike Trout, and, and there's a lot to like about Mike Trout. But Mike Trout's team didn't win, and I think there's a lot of people that vote that think that winning teams mean a lot. Mm. And um, Mookie had an incredible year. I, I do think he's going to win the MVP. Uh, I do think Ortiz will win the new DH award, uh, the Edgar Martinez award. I mm-hmm. think that, uh, you know, it's just going to be a good off season in terms of awards and, and all those things are great, but I think they'd rather be getting handed out on opening day and they're going to have to wait at least another year to try that again. Yeah. Tim, what, what do you think about the, the momentum I think that might be gathering for trout in this MVP thing? I think uh, my thinking is a lot of the writers like trout. They just, they all just, they just like them. They always have. Yeah, and the other thing is you got to remember is that he plays in California. Right. Um, there is an East Coast bias. Yeah. I've lived on both coasts. I've lived in, I've lived in three of the four time zones we have, and I will tell you there is a definite East Coast bias. Wow. And, and in this case, it might, it might help out Mookie Betts. Um, but there's a lot to like with Mike Trout. I thought Mike Trout had a great year, uh, but I thought Mookie's year was a little better. Plus. You know, the Defensive Player of the Year Award that he got, the Player's Choice Award, uh, you know, voted the best defensive outfielder. I mean, that's, that's pretty strong. That, that's a strong start. So I think the MVP is next for him. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be another interesting debate again, Tim, because there's also, you know, the, the thought of, well, who's more valuable to a team that goes further or a team that's in last place? And that's the stark contrast there between – Bets and Trout, I think the main thing is uh, the protection in the lineup, which sometimes can get overblown. But, I mean, if you look it's at who factor. Trout had to hit before, you know, who was hitting before and after Trout as opposed to was who, who was hitting before and after Betts, uh, clearly yeah. the advantage uh, would go to Trout in terms of value and also his on-base percentage. I mean, he walked almost 100 times more than Betts did this year. That that can't get overlooked either. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty impressive stat, the walk. Um, you know, he takes a lot of pitches. He's one of the guys that – He's more pitches for plate appearance than most, and the, and the 100 walks reflect that. He makes pitchers work. There's no question. But uh, And he's going to continue to do that, and so will Mookie. But uh, Mookie's going to get better, I think, in terms of the walks over time. But it'll be interesting to see the difference in his numbers with somebody else offering protection for him this year uh, as opposed to last year. So I, I hope that he can still do the same thing. I'm, certainly he's built a lot of confidence in his ability as a major league player especially a right fielder. So uh, I, I think it's good. I mean, I, I think the competition is good. I, I think that you can you can look at Mike Trout, and if you gave him the MVP, I don't think you'd be that wrong. But I also think that could be a good year for Mookie Betts, considering his team won the division, and the Angels did not. They, did, they didn't come close. Tim, do you think that there's ever any sort of conflict of interest, like in general, I guess, when you have writers voting for these sorts of awards from different towns and different areas? I mean, obviously, it's it's better for business if they have the MVP on their team. Is that something that you think maybe should change at some point? Well, I think that's why they don't have the broadcasters voting mm. for, all, for a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I do vote uh, during the season. I'll vote each month for uh, uh, pitcher of the month, player of the month, rookie of the month. I mm-hmm. get to vote for those three things during the season. But it's not like I'm filling out the Red Sox guys all the time. And I, I used to do that with the Pirates, too. And if a Pirate or deserved it, I would give them a vote. If a, if a member of the Red Sox deserved it, I would give them a vote. 
But I, I look at it objectively. I don't know if everybody does. I know I do. But if um, I, I think, and I would suspect these writers that have votes would look at it objectively. I mean, the numbers are there. Anybody can see them. Yes. And if, as long as the votes are made public, they'll know who you voted for. And, and you know, I, I think that they should take it seriously. They should take it objectively because it means, as you mentioned earlier, Tom, it does mean something to these players financially. I mean, Rick yes. Porcello picked up a $100,000 bonus last night yep. because he won the Cy Young Award. Uh, if uh, some guys finish in the top 10 in the MVP voting, they get a bump. So, you know, you've got to take it seriously because it does mean something to these guys. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think the writers don't care whether it's good for business or bad for business. I mean, people are going to be coming to the ballpark for a lot of these teams anyway, and that's not something that they think of. They're more familiar with a certain player, but you know, and, and maybe unfamiliar with a couple other players. But hey, if you're going to make the vote, you do your research and you come up with all your numbers and you you take a look at it and you, if there's any intangibles that you think you can add in there in your mind, then you make the vote. And that's yeah, you know, that's how you do it. But um, you know, I don't think. But it's interesting. All these point totals and all these, you know, in other words, all these, you know, ways that they they and they publicize the voting and everything else. It's all. It's all tied into money, you know. It really is, and you're right, Tim. I mean, that's a lot, you know. That's a that's a big issue right now. At the end of the day, and this it's the same reason, and, and this is one thing when you see a guy get traded from one league to another yes. during the season. When you look at the stat sheet, Ugh. they start the stats all over again. Right, right. And, and the reason is it's tied to money. It's tied to the awards, so that a guy can't get traded, you know, at the deadline, and, and then go and win the, the American League batting title just because he was leading the National League at the time. It doesn't work that way. If you're traded within the same league, your stats stay. But if you go league to league, American to National or National to American, you have to start over statistically. Again, it's tied to money hmm. because if you win an award, there's money attached to that award. So, uh, I mean, it's professional baseball. There's, there's money all over the place. And uh, so that's why all these things are important in terms of of voting and, and the fact that people have to take them seriously and be objective. So if you compare Ver, uh, Verlander and Porcello, what in your mind would be the deciding, the final deciding factor that would put Porcello over the top against Verlander in your mind? Well, I think, um, you know, the fact that the Red Sox won the division. Yep. The fact that he had more wins. Yep. The fact that he, he, he improved his win total by, what, 13 wins from yep. last year? Yep. That's crazy to think about. Uh, you know, Verlander's been a very consistent pitcher over the years. He's been very, very good. He's won this award. He's won the MVP. He knows what it takes. Uh, and I think, you know, people look at Porcello and they say, wow, this, this is quite an improvement uh, over what he's done. So, therefore, you know, he got enough votes that put him over the top. I, I just think he was more consistent this year than Verlander was. Yes, he did have the seven and a half runs to support a game, but you know that's something you can't control, and you can't always control wins and losses as a pitcher. But if you're if you're going through a full season without injury, and you end up twenty two and four, a lot of that is you as a pitcher. So I think that uh, that may have been the deciding factor in a lot of voters' minds, where they might have come back and said, you know, wins wins were big this year, especially on a division winning team. Tim, one guy who you have to assume was pretty proud last night is Dave Dombrowski. Excuse me. He <laughs> okay. had uh, three of uh, three guys who were all in a rotation together on his team that he had sort of assembled and everything were 
you know, two of the Cy Young Award winners and the first runner-up there in the American League. And uh, he had them all together. They didn't win Bupkis when he had them all together, but they were all together at one point in Detroit. <laughs> they were still good. They were still very they were good. Still good. And when I guess I was with the Pirates, we, we played the Tigers every year in interleague yeah. and faced that staff in a few series. And uh, Verlander almost no hit. He had uh, eight and a third innings of no hit baseball before he was broken up one night. One of the best pitch games I've ever seen. And then the best pitch game I've ever seen, it was Scherzer with the Nationals two years ago when he should have had the perfect game and it was broken up when Jose Tabano up there stuck his elbow out and got hit with two outs in the ninth. Uh, he still managed the no hitter. But, I mean, those guys are absolutely incredible. Uh, and what a staff they had together. I mean, if you still had that staff, wow. <laughs> Especially with the way Porcello's developed to add sure. to what Scherzer's doing and, and what Verlander continues to do. It's, it's simply amazing to think about. All right. And uh, before we let you go here, assuming that, you know, there's not any real big uh, rotation additions to be made this offseason based on the, I don't know, lack of any good pitchers, I would say, in the free agent market. God, it's awful. It's really bad. It's awful. Do you foresee Dombrowski going hard after some some of these relievers? Because there's some good relievers out there. They're going to cost some money, but, you know, with the with the loss of some of these guys that you've had in the late innings in the bullpen this past season, it almost seems like he has to, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I know Carson Smith is coming back, but he I don't know if he's going to be ready for opening day or not. He's going to be good. It might take him a little bit to get back. I know the Red Sox did go – take a peek at Greg Holland recently who worked out for several teams. Uh, it, say the guy I like a lot is, and he might be on the market is um, uh, left-hander Tony Watson from the Pirates. If they could steal him, boy, that'd be a big, big pickup. I mean, he's, he's got closer stuff. He's been an eighth inning guy. He's been a shutdown guy, an all-star. Mm -hmm. uh, I like him if he's available, but I, I think on the free agent side of things that that's going to be a, 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 a focus for the Red Sox will be certainly getting uh, an eighth-inning guy. I, I think, I, I mean, where they are now with that, I, I don't know if Koji's coming back. I doubt it. Uh, again, they're going to redo parts of the bullpen, but I think they realize it. And, and one thing, though, until this collective bargaining agreement is finalized, yes. a lot of teams really can't do uh, as much as they'd like to do because they just don't have answers in terms of players' ceilings and, and um, you know, different financial uh, uh things uh, in terms of clauses and whatnot they'll have to deal with so until they finish that and i'm told it's going to be done pretty soon uh these teams are sort of hamstrung at the moment so you wouldn't uh, excuse me so you <laughs> would <laughs> so you wouldn't expect free agent signings to be done probably until a month from now at least oh no i wouldn't say that okay I, would, I mean some of them some of them could be done depending on on uh, what positions and what teams and the financial right situation you know i know toronto's looking at steve pierce you know, if they end up signing Steve Pierce, he's not the kind of player that's going to break the bank or or that. You know, right. Okay. But there still might be some. You know what I mean? Right. He's a mid-level player. Right. Yeah, mid-level guys. Yeah. Bigger, bigger name free agents. I would suspect. Like for example, the Red Sox are looking for a designated hitter. There's right. no secret there. If they were to go out and let's say uh, somehow find a way to get in Edwin Encarnacion from the Blue Jays then, um, you know, that's a big money, big ticket item. And that's yes. something that you'd want that collective bargaining agreement in place before you made a move we like made that. made a move like that. Yeah, okay, I see you. Yep. Good point. All right. all right, Tim, we'll leave it right there. Thanks so much for your time today. Great talking with you, and uh, we'll talk to you again, all right? All right. I'll uh, be in Nashville Monday speaking at the Lions Club meeting. Uh, oh, good. At Lions Club dinner on Monday night. So and I'll go see uh, Ed Leishis and crew over there on Monday. And uh, looking forward, looking forward to that. Great. 
Very good. Great. Tell Ed we're looking forward to uh, to his call of the Turkey Bowl. He, he still does okay. that, right? Yeah, the Turkey <laughs> Bowl, which is now the Turkey Eve Bowl. Or whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> the Turkey Eve Bowl. I know. Bowl. I know yes. about that. Yes, that yep. kind of uh... – What's the reaction been to that? That's, that's kind of odd. Well, they, they did a survey, and it, and, it, and it won, I think, 60 or 65 or 70 percent. But who won the electoral vote? Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a good one. But the, they, they think, the thinking behind it is it would increase attendance. It would increase the, the alumni coming out who are out the night before on Thanksgiving. And, yeah, and they're maybe, out the night before. They're not going and, to a high school and, football And game. may not you know, get up in time. So that's what they're thinking. I don't know. I mean, I remember I, I played in that game for three years, and I remember seeing some packed crowds at Holman Stadium. I remember when my brother played in that. I mean, they were packed. Yeah. Um, you know, attendance wasn't didn't seem to be an issue back then. I, I don't know. Things change, though. I guess they certainly do. There's hardly there's only two games now. There's the Manchester game and the Nashville game. No one else plays one in Massachusetts. They got about fifty of them, but up here it's uh, it's yeah. really been downsized, yeah, and yeah. now they don't even do it on Thanksgiving anymore. Yeah, that's too bad. I, yeah, it's a bummer. That's too bad. I really enjoyed that, and um, I would rather see it on Thanksgiving Day at 10 a.m., wouldn't you? Yeah, that's how it's always been. Uh, Tim, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great Thanksgiving, all right? All right, thanks. See you all guys. Right. You too. That's Tim Neverett there. He's the voice of the Boston Red Sox, taking some time for us here on this uh, beautiful Thursday afternoon in New Hampshire. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Christian and King. Give these guys a call at 603-883-9900. It's ESPN New Hampshire. The Patriots are looking to bounce back from the loss to Seattle when they head west to San Francisco on Sunday to play the 49ers. Kickoff for the game is at 425. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, inviting you to join me and the Coors Light Girls for an afternoon of fun, prizes, and football at the Pint Public House on Elm Street in downtown Manchester. The Pint is a great spot to watch sports with tasty food, tons of TVs, and of course, ice-cold Coors Light for only two bucks. Watch the Pats at the Pint, 1111 Elm Street, downtown Manchester. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. Hi, my name is Jen Kaludi. My husband Sal and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me of Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football mm-hmm. four years there. So it's been a really good experience, both academically and uh, with sports. Like that We have, I would say, one of the best football programs in the state. I'm constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had like multiple options with um, pursuing kind of like the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able 
to go over to the Seco School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones too. I'd say probably my first choice would be George Tech. I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools that better specialize in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of Students Against Bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, to strive to do well. Nominate yours son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. All right, guys, huddle up. Coach's car battery died and he's running behind. And since I haven't been paying attention, I have no idea what plays we run or what most of your names are, for that matter. So what I'll do is I'm going to pop this antacid tablet. I'll fall down. I'll fake a heart attack. And then you guys act shocked and concerned and stuff. And hopefully that'll buy me enough time for the coach to get here. All right, team on three. Make sure you'll be there. Get a car battery test today. Find a location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. The Sports Blast. Let's say the season ended today and they go to Toronto for one game playing in the wildcard game. Who is your starting pitcher? David Price. Given how bad he's been this season, Dave, given how bad he's been in the playoffs in his entire career, you still go to Price? Yes. Why? Because he's the guy. Who has the best stuff in this starting rotation? Price. Thank you. That's Obviously all I Price. need to know. He one game, been. one day, who has the best stuff in your rotation? If it's David Price, that's your pitcher. Every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPN. Can you stop messing with my headphones, please? All right, well, you're diddling with all the headphones that are connected here. I can't even hear myself now. Oh, hold on. How's that? Can you all right, that? now it's way too loud. All right, down, 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 down. That's good. All right, right there is fine. It's about one notch from where it was before. You're just temperamental. <laughs> I'm getting like me. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> The one thing worse than turning into you is being reminded of it by you. Uh, 
That is actually worse. Uh, we got a pretty cool thing to give away here. A four-pack of VIP tickets to the Granite State Baseball Dinner presented Ooh. by Delta Dental Stadium. Or, not sorry, by just Delta Dental, not the stadium. Uh, this Saturday at the Radisson Hotel Expo Center on Elm Street in downtown Manchester. Uh, we got four tickets to the VIP reception where you can mingle with some of these celebrity guests and then be first in line for autographs, plus four tickets to the actual dinner. Guess who's going to be there? Chris Carpenter, Wade Boggs, Lou Merloni, Louis Tiant, Rich Gedman, and Denny McLean. The VIP reception runs from 4 to 5 p.m. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we realize that Saturday is the day after tomorrow, which is why we're going to give them away right now. So oh, what you have are. to do right now, yeah, go ahead and give a call, 603-883-9900. That's 883-9900. And we will give them to caller number three. Caller number three at 883-9900. Not just tickets to the dinner, but also four passes to the VIP reception. You get the hobnob with uh, Boggs and Carpenter. Lou Maloney's going to be there. Uh, you can ask him what it's like to... Work with Christian Arcan at WEEI, even though we never right. actually we never actually worked together. He has come on my show before, but he's never, and he's come on uh, Murphy's show here too. Yep. But I've never actually uh, been in studio with Lou before. Okay. Anyway, uh, just give a call right now six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred, and uh, we'll uh, give it to caller number three here for this uh, very cool prize that we have, courtesy of the Fisher Cats and the Granite State Baseball Dinner. You'll have to come pick up the tickets here at the station either during business hours today or tomorrow. But uh, certainly worth it and a fun thing to do this weekend. Um, okay. Now that that's out of the way. Yes. What do you got over there? Football. Football. That's right. We have a game tonight. Game tonight. A football game on Thursday night of which only the best games are ever played in. The National Football League. Tonight in Charlotte, North Carolina, the New Orleans Saints. And the Carolina Panthers. As I said to Sully the other, uh, few hour, about an hour ago, two teams that used to be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, although the Saints have struggled the last couple of years. But Carolina favored by three and a half. So the Saints are getting three and a half on the road. Not a very good defense. Carolina is a, ver- a very good defense. Carolina is not a very good anything. No, I think Drew Brees can can shut that can pick them apart, and he's getting three and a half points to do it. So I'm going to go with the Saints, who are also five three and one against the spread. Carolina two six and one against the spread. So Both of these teams had with, devastating losses last week. Yes, they did. Both of them had. I mean, the, the Panthers especially. The Panthers were up by 17 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and they, and they gagged. And the oh. Saints had that blocked extra point turn into yep. two points. And they, That's they're, right. They're about ready to take the lead and win the game. I know. They're about ready to win the game. What? You just only kick the extra point. They win the game. Nope. Instead, all of a sudden. And that guy in the Broncos, he stepped out of bounds. He did step out of bounds. He stepped the hell out right. of bounds. New Orleans comes back. I'm going to pick the Saints. Mm, I was going to pick the Saints, too. Okay. I think I'm going to stick with them. All right. We're both picking New Orleans. Even though Carolina's at home, they're only 2-3 and three at home. That's not some, you know, big thing for them. I think that, uh, yeah, the Saints, I think, are just an all-around better team. But I like this game. And the reason why I like this yeah, game is because there's two good quarterbacks. Yeah, you've liked this game for a while. Yeah, you have. And there aren't that many games this year where there's two good quarterbacks playing in the game. And I know Newton's, Newton's taking a step back in prime time especially, but even in general. I, mean, I think the prime time many. games, if I look at the schedule and see what they have going over it, I think the prime time games the next couple of weeks get a little bit better. Now, yeah. now Sunday night isn't colossal. It's Green Bay 
against uh, the Redskins. So uh, the Packers are on the road. They're in Washington. So I, I think that's a that's not a great Sunday night game. It's not a great Sunday night game, but it's a better Sunday night game. You know, it's not as good as the one we had last week, obviously. But Green Bay and Washington, two teams, you know, Washington fighting for a playoff spot. And Green Bay fighting to survive. Mm-hmm. So it should be a very competitive game. Yeah. Not great quarterback in Cousins, but he's okay. He's a $20 million quarterback. Right. Franchise. So, and you've got, you know, and I, I think a lot of the country is going to be curious to see what's wrong with the Packers. Monday night game. Houston six and three, Raiders seven and two. Not a bad game. Yeah, it's in. It's going to be in Mexico City. That's right. So that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting game. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think there's going to be you know, and the uh, you know, and I, as I looked at this guy, I think the primetime games a little bit further down the road are, are going to be better. And there's going to be on, on some odd nights too. There's going to be a right. couple Saturday night games. Uh, there's even a game Christmas night. Because all the rest of the league plays on Christmas day, Christmas Day. Yeah, and then uh, and then that Monday night, I think. But, you know, should be pretty good. Should be interesting. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, we're both picking New Orleans. Did you hear what Terrell Suggs did? Oh, no, what are you doing? This is pretty funny, actually. Okay. This is pretty good. Uh, Wednesday, there was a conference call. Yeah. With Dak Prescott. The Ravens are playing the, uh, playing the Cowboys. Right. Uh, on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Right. And uh, there was a conference call. And, you know, remember when Rex uh, Ryan did he came he pose in as a reporter? And said, I'm Walt Kowalski. Or yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. Terrell Suggs comes in. And tells Dak Prescott he's a reporter named Hacksaw Smithers. <laughs> uh, Suggs explained that Hacksaw comes from his uncle who passed away. He has the name Hacksaw tattooed on his lower right leg. But there's no meaningful story to the last name. I was just trying to come up with something, Suggs said, and I came up with that. Hacksaw Smithers. It remains to be seen whether Hacksaw Smithers will ask any questions on future conference calls. But uh, here, take a listen. Go that, that special. Hey, Hacksaw Smithers here. What do you think of uh, Terrell Suggs and you know how he's been playing this year? Two, one, who's here? This Hacksaw Smithers. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean Suggs is great. I mean these guys been playing well in this league for a long time. Uh, I mean we know we know how special of a player he is. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Suggs is kind of awesome. Yep. That was pretty funny. Well, Suggs is the, you know, he's a star now. I guess he was in, uh, wasn't he, wasn't he in uh, Ballers? Yes. Yes. And yes. there was one scene yeah. where he was yeah. with the girl on the pool table. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That house party. Yep. Not bad. bad. Not bad work if you can get it there. Yep. For a super weird looking dude, by the way. Yeah, he in is. Terrell Suggs. Yes, he is. That guy looks like an alien had made love to a vampire bat. He looks like Nosferatu, only with a football player's body. I dare you to tell him that to his face. Tell him right to his ugly, I busted tell, up grill I'll, tell, I'll dare you to tell because you're talking to the man who challenged. What's his name there? The, the UFC fighter? Terrell Suggs challenged no, the UFC I fighter? I know. I challenged. You're talking to the man right here who oh, challenged. Oh, yeah. You challenged yes. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Right. right. Challenging. The, I, said, I said, I can take you. Yeah. Take he him didn't to, dispute it. Take him out to dinner, maybe. He didn't dispute it. He didn't. That's no, true. he didn't. You know, we had him on. It was a couple years ago. I said, I can take you, Conor. And let's make that happen then. Right, yeah. Right, right here in this room. Right. Anytime. Yep, right. I don't. Th- I think you would lose a fight to a picture of Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'd beat the picture up. I'd stomp on it. I, I don't know. I, I, you could do anything. You, you might, you might pull anything, a right? muscle or something, you know? No, I might do that. That's true. These <laughs> days, Swing I Swinging at that picture. I know. Yeah. Or like, uh, like a heavy bag with his face on it. You'd like break your hand. That was not a good day, that day when I had the bad knee. 
and, and after I raked the leaves. And that, that was not a good day because I had the bad knee, could barely move up and down the steps at Stello Stadium. Right. And then and then Dante Lorenti bowls me over on the sidelines. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, gives me a bloody lip. Yeah, you could take Conor McGregor. I could do it. Yeah. See, if I could if I could survive that with on you, you one leg. You didn't, though. You haven't shut up about it in about I, uh, two weeks. <laughs> I survived it. I mean, I'm still here. You paid Lorenti to do that. I know you did. Yes, I did. Yes, I know it. I actually paid him to take you out, so it only gets half the cut. You, know? uh, well, you, you, didn't, you, didn't, even, you didn't even miss a day. I know. I didn't. Lorenti, come on. I know. It. <laughs> you know, you got one before, one after you finished the job. You're not getting that second That's one right. until he misses at least a week. Yep. And I guess you have to wait till next season. Now, or maybe the Turkey Bowl. Could do it night? at the Turkey Bowl. I know. You gonna be there? You gonna cover the game? Yeah, but I think it's I think it's South's home game, so so oh. I'll, I'll be on the uh, I always run right on the stadium side. All right, the bleacher side. Well, then I guess we'll just have to hire a hitman. Like and I didn't days. go on his side <laughs> last week against Exeter. He right. said, "I'll be careful of you today." I go, "No, no, no. I'm not even. I'm not that dumb. I'm not going over there." Right. So I stayed on the Exeter side. Smart. Uh, very smart. Smart. Thing. The old man still has a little. Still has a noggin. Still yeah. has a little bit up here. Teaching an old dog new tricks. Yeah, that's almost. right. Yep. Not really. Yeah. Um, all right. We're uh, going to break here, come back. We have uh, Can I Finish to Get To. Who, who are the Monarchs guys that are coming on? We do them? have a couple of Manchester Monarchs. Yes, coming they're coming in, in for uh, with Jimmy Murphy's show. Yes. which uh, Yeah, is we'll tell you cool. when we come back. We'll tell you who they are. Yeah, we'll tell you all about it. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and King, uh, ESPN New Hampshire. Give them a call at 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic is shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs. Three for the win. It's good. It's the three to win the championship. Steps back, puts up a three. Won't go. Final seconds. It's over. It's over. Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, flooring, paint and supplies, wallpaper, window treatments, and especially designing and remodeling kitchens and baths. With top-of-the-line products from Advantage, CraftMade, and others, your kitchen or bath will be looking beautiful in no time. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Hey everyone, it's ESPN New Hampshire's Jimmy Murphy. Join me this Friday afternoon, 3 to 6 p.m. as we take the stretch run radio show on the road to Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua. Boston Billiard Club and Casino's new charitable gaming options offer poker tables, roulette, blackjack, Mississippi stud, let it ride, and so much more. You can win real money and help support local charities. Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua is also a great place to play pool and watch sports with dozens of tables and TVs in every direction. Plus, they have $3 cords-like drafts during all Bruins games. So again, join me this Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. at Boston Billiard Club and Casino in Nashua, 55 Northeastern Boulevard, as we bring the stretch run on the road. Celebrate twice the holiday season with Metro PCS. Right now, switch to Metro PCS and get two free Samsung Galaxy On5 smartphones, sales tax not included. Plus, Metro PCS is on the 4G LTE T-Mobile network, so you'll have the nationwide coverage and fast speed to make the most of your two free smartphones. For a limited time, add a line to select plans and get 8 gigabytes of data for only 30 bucks. Swing by Metro PCS and check two free Samsung Galaxy smartphones off your list. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of opponent, it kind of brings them back down to a top. 
top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Is your business in search of commercial property? Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. You're listening to Christian and King. Stay tuned for The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Here, Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Good to have you with us here this afternoon. Coming up next, Jimmy Murphy and the stretch run. It's you know what I call it now. Should have renamed it. Murph Madness. That's what it should be. Murph Madness. Murph Madness. It's not terrible. It's not bad, huh? It's not see? great, but it's not terrible. See, Murph, man. It's, it's all right. It's not bad. It's if not you bad. know Murph, it fits. It does fit. <laughs> Come on. Kidding me? At 5 o'clock tonight, Murph will be joined in studio by Kevin Morris and Craig Wizomerski of your oh Manchester Monarchs. Good job with the name. Wizomerski. 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 <laughs> I wonder what his nickname is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's the Wiz. Yeah, it's the Wiz. Or the Wizard. It's got to be. No, it's the Wiz. Or the Wizinator. Yeah, hockey guys don't get that long. No? No. It's okay. usually. Wizzy? Wizzy. <laughs> That's probably it. I like that one, too. Probably call him Wizzy. Yeah. The Wiz. I just got to stick with the Wiz, I yep. guess. And nobody beats me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm no, the Wiz. I'm the Wiz. No one beats the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz. Yeah. Um, That's coming up tonight uh, at 5 o'clock. Here on the program, I believe uh, later on in the evening we'll be carrying the Bruins. We should be. I'm not positive on that. I'll double check. But, uh, yeah, Bruins are back in action tonight. And it feels like they haven't played a game in a while, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like they've not been, you know, like. I, I forgot who they are. Who are they? The Boston Bruins. Do they play hockey? They do. Okay, I forgot about that. Not very often, but they do right. play Last hockey. Last time they played was when? Su- Saturday night? I think so, yeah. I think so, too. No, it was Sunday. Sunday uh, night they beat the Avalanche. They had a good road trip. Yeah, they did. They're still they on the road. Are they still road on the road? That's they all they have is yeah, road trips. road trips, right. That's all they have is good road What's trips. going on at the Garden now? They have, uh, well, Celtics played home last night. Yes. Yeah, so it's not like they clear the Garden out for two weeks for some kind of event. So No, know. although uh, Stevie Nicks and um, Oh, is that they had their the concert other girl, there? That show was there. Yeah, the there was night, a gymnastics yeah. thing on Sunday, too. The uh, Olympians, I think, were there. Uh, Bruins tonight. This is the last game of the road trip. They got Minnesota tonight in Minnesota. 
Um, and then on Saturday, they're back home for Winnipeg. Tuesday, they're home for St. Louis. Back on the road next Thursday, a week from tonight in Ottawa. And then uh, Calgary and Tampa Bay next weekend. Okay. Both home games. Yep. Um, They've kind of flip-flopped that. They've won three that. in a row. They've flip-flopped that traditional Friday game. It used to be a matinee. Now they play at night in the Celtics playing during the day, I think. Yeah. I think on that Friday after uh, after the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, Friday after, yeah, 7.30. Yes. They're, yes. They're so playing the Celtics, I think the Celtics are playing during the day that day. Okay. At, in, in, at the, the, it used to be a doubleheader, and it would be the Bruins in the afternoon and the Celtics at night. Bruins at noon, somewhere around noon, 1 o'clock would be mm-hmm. an NBC game. And then, the, and then the Celtics at night, now they don't, NBC doesn't have the the game anymore. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. And so. as I told you before, released 25 years ago this month, oh, Tecmo Super Bowl, yeah. one of the greatest sports yeah. titles ever made. Yeah. Was brought to uh, was brought to our lives. One of the greatest, I'd say, one of the greatest video games ever made. What's so good about it? It was the first game uh, that had the likeness of the actual players. Oh, okay. It was the first game where you could play as the Buffalo Bills and you could control Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas, and it said Joe Kelly and Thurman Thomas. Did it looked like Joe Kelly and Thurman Thomas. No, it just looked like two little blobs. Oh, I, I thought mean, it, it was, looked like them. No. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was a. Um, but they named the players. Yeah, they had the NFL license, and that was the first. I think ah, it was the first game they have it. it. So, right. okay. I mean, it was a huge deal. Right. And uh, the first game, the first Tecmo Bowl, didn't have all the teams. It had. It was so old. Walter Payton was in that game. Oh my God. Yeah, in the first Tecmo Bowl, that was '89. Wow. 91, Tecmo Super Bowl came out, and that had all well, the teams. 89, he was still playing, I'm pretty 89, sure. 89, he was, he was yeah. yeah 91 is when Super Bowl came out. Yep. Uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, Peyton was retired, but, you know, still a lot of Thurman Thomas and Bo Jackson and Emmett Smith and, you know, right. all those guys. It was still a great game and a fun game. And right. one right. of those games that if you grew up in that era and you liked football, everybody was playing. I mean, sure. there weren't other options. That was all you could do. And it's kind of funny now in a weird way. We've kind of come for full circle because the Madden series – has the exclusive monopoly rights on the NFL and the likeness of all the players. So, again, there's no choice. <laughs> you know, back then it was just Tech Mobile and that was it until some of the more, you know, until the Madden games started coming out. And now it's just Madden. There's no other options. It's kind of funny in that way. That's interesting. The Is video it? Game, Do you well, find that vid- interesting? The video game, well, the vi- I mean, I, I would think it would be more interesting if you had more different types of games, mm. you know. But you know me. I go back to the electric football days. Yeah. The, the worst goes, Christmas present of all time. The guy goes right down the field, and then all of a sudden he mysteriously turns to the left and goes into the corner against the wall, and he doesn't come back. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what like the, be- the, the best part about Tech Mobile, what I really liked about it, is that I this was, you know, in the early 90s, there wasn't internet. There wasn't, you know, you didn't get to see a lot of these games. There was no Sunday ticket. There was right. nothing like that. So... A game like Tech Mobile, and this sort of more so with the, with Madden now, but there's more information you can get now. You didn't know who some of these players on these teams were. You know, you never saw them. You didn't know who the defensive linemen for the Lions were. You didn't no, know who because, this guy was on the Bears. Because you were stuck with football. You were stuck with yeah. whatever game you got in your area. You mm-hmm. had to watch that team every week, and then the national game would be the doubleheader game. Yeah. And then that was it. And that's all you had. And sometimes you didn't get a first game. If you lived in a major market, they blacked it out. You didn't have the, you didn't sell out. You were stuck. You didn't get a game. Right. And so, and it was no, you know, then you had the Monday night game. But that was it. Sunday, mm-hmm. Monday. There was no Thursday. Right. You know, there was no, you know, it was all, there was no red zone. There was nothing, none of that. Yeah. Now, you know? when I was a kid, I remember watching the Patriots play the Browns one year. And I, for some reason, I don't even really know why, I liked Bernie Kosar. 
You know, I just rooted for Bernie, Bernie Kosar. Probably because you watched him play my, for Miami when, the, when he was Could with, be. The, uh, I, with the with I mean, University of Miami. Yep. I was I was born in 82. I don't think I, I, well, yeah, maybe not not, sure I would remember Ber- that. Kosar was a star in 86. I remember him playing for the Browns. Right. And I remember him playing the Patriots, and I just sort of, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe I like the jersey or something, but, you know, I just like Bernie Kosar. But I never got to see him play because the Patriots only played him once in like three years. Right. But then when Tecmo Bowl came out, I could play as Bernie Kosar whenever I wanted to, and I was controlling him, and that was a huge deal back then. I mean, that was a really— You were controlling Bernie Kosar. Yeah, and you Bo had Jackson. power over Bernie Kosar. And, you know, whoever else. I mean, you just—you were able to play as them. It was as close to doing—you know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you, when we played— And the game wasn't fo- realistic or anything. When but we played t- Nerf football on the side of the—, the uh, the uh, what do you call it? Fine Museum of Fine Arts. Oh yes, right. I was Bernie Kosar. I bet you were. Didn't control anybody. I just was them. Let's uh, get to can I finish? And here it is. Can I finish? 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 Please, can I finish? I can't answer your question unless you let me finish. Hold it there, cracker boy. I'm not finished. Tom, you ever been to Yellowstone National Park? No, I mean, I never leave the house, so how would I? I don't know, maybe when you were younger. Maybe you discovered it with Lewis and Clark, I don't know. Nah, (laughs) nah. Anyways, uh, inside Yellowstone National Park are several hot springs. However, the hot springs claimed a life uh, yesterday. A bizarre incident, Uh, actually, I guess this happened back in June, but it's now just being released now as a uh, lawsuit's getting uh, filed over it. A 23-year-old Oregon man dissolved inside a hot spring after he accidentally fell into it. The incident happened in June when Colin Nathaniel Scott went to the park with his sister to find a place to hot pot. What is hot pot? Does that mean pot. like to take a hot like a hot tub? Or is that a place to like smoke pot? I don't I don't understand I don't know what hot pot is. I have no idea. Isn't a hot pot something you like heat up something in a microwave? Hold on, I'm looking it up on Urban Dictionary. I think that's what it is. Hot pot, an East Asian variety of stew. I don't think that's it. No, I don't think that's it either. Uh, that's, uh, let's see, acronym for hot piece of tail. I don't think that's it either. <laughs> A slang term for sex or intercourse. I don't think so. Hot pot. A Chinese barbecue. Doesn't sound like that either. Hot pot when you enter a bathroom or stall just after it's been used in the toilet. Oh, my God. And the toilet seat's still warm. This is getting gross. All right, I don't think think it was any of those things. Oh, my God. I don't know what exactly it was, but according to a recently released report from park officials, Scott and his sister went to an unauthorized area near the Norris Geyser. They were specifically moving in that area for a place they could potentially get into and soak. That's what it was. Deputy Chief Ranger told uh, KULR. I think they call it hot potting. Scott had reached down to check the temperature of a spring when he slipped and fell into it. Rescuers later found Scott's body inside the pool but couldn't retrieve it because of a lightning storm in the area. When they came back the next day, no remains were found beneath the churning acidic waters. In very short order, there is a significant amount of dissolving. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's a tough way to go. As was pointed out by Trent on Barstool Sports, that's the same way uh, Walter White tried to get rid of that guy in the bathtub, remember? Put him in the acid? Yeah, that's Breaking right. Bad? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Only yeah. this happened in a natural, in a spray. You know what? Those warning signs, they're not suggestions, folks. Those are, those are real-life things that you should pay attention to. And that's a good reason why I haven't gone to Yellowstone. True. See? 
Although if you went to Yellowstone, I don't think I would, you know, mistake you for someone who thought it's okay to soak in the acidic hot springs. No, of course you know, not. I mean, you're dumb. You're not that dumb. No, that's true. That's pretty dumb. Yeah, I know. No, you know, that's like, one thing. I, there's one thing I do. It's 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 uh, protect myself. Right, right. now, yeah. there's hot springs that you can go and like actually swim in. In Colorado, there's uh, Glenwood Springs oh, yeah? and some other springs. Yeah, they're great. Oh, really? Wow. They're you know you can go there and, and you can warm, rent like a cabin warm and, stuff. and stuff. Yeah, like the water's hot. It's great. Really? Wow. It's really cool. It smells a little bit. Well, you get used to it. Ugh. But it's great. I mean, it's fun and relaxing. Bring a girl up there. You know, it's like a cool thing to do. You know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> By the way, I've had a couple of people text me saying, you know, you shouldn't talk about Kate Upton the way you do. What with your girlfriend and all. You should hear my girlfriend talk about Mookie Betts, okay? And then get back to me. Oh, you don't really? You don't live in my relationship. You don't know what it's like. She goes on about Mookie Betts and the things she would do to Mookie Betts so often that, like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get there. In a month, just talking about Kate Upton for a so month straight, I take you rooting for Mike Trout tonight. Nah, I don't care. Yeah. I, want, I like to see her happy. If Mookie Betts winning makes her happy, that makes me happy. I just they can't meet each other. That's the thing. Uh, and there's Ken. Uh, there's my Ken. I finish. What do you got? How am I going to top that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. You know what? It, you know when they introduced the NHL players. I just players, got a text message. When they, yeah, I bet when they introduced the NHL players to the Olympics and yeah. the pros in the Olympics, the one thing I hate about it is it, it just. I don't know. The Olympics to me were always the amateur thing. You know, they're always the amateur thing. But here's one bad thing about the pros at the Olympics. The NHL players having to negotiate. Yeah, I know. You know? And now what's what's the bargain? It's a bargaining chip? Yeah. You know, don't opt out of your contract and, and, and you know, we'll, uh, you know, you know, you come and play for the, in the Olympics. Yay! You know, Thanks. I mean, come on. That's that's Give a, me a break. pretty serious conflict of interest. Yeah, it right really there, is, and I don't like it. And that's why can I finish? That's our time. Jimmy Murphy stretch runs coming up next. He'll be joined by a couple of monarchs, Kevin Morris and the Wiz. Craig they got mullets. I should come back with my mullet wig. with their mullets. Uh, that's should, coming up. I should wear my mullet wig. Stay tuned. Tom and I are back tomorrow. Win Tom King's lunch tomorrow at 1230, folks. Not happy. You're not going to do it. I'm going to win. Talk to you then. Bye.